When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. For the annoying mess you're facing down in your home, you can fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Battle against calcium buildup. Go toe-to-toe with toilet scum. Duke it out with disposal rot. The entire line of powerful formulas works hard to vanquish dirt, grime, and deposits all around your home. So KO the crud. Fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. What up? It's Dramos. You may know me from the recap on LATV. Now I've got my own podcast, Life as a Gringo, coming to you every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be talking real and unapologetic about all things life, Latin culture, and everything in between from someone who's never quite fit in. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A fraction of a raindrop, three grains of salt, at up to 100 times more potent than morphine. The tiniest amount of illegal fentanyl is all it takes to cause an overdose. Fentanyl can be mixed into heroin, cocaine, pressed pills, meth, and other drugs. It could be in your drugs, and you wouldn't be able to see it, taste it, or smell it. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Hello, everyone. I'm Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist Best and the Rest. It's basically like Thrillist Greatest Hits in podcast form. Every week, we pick something in our universe, uh, everything from hangover curse to horror movies, and we tell you what's the absolute best, the apex in each of these worlds. It's really not that complicated. Speaking of horror movies, today we have our spookiest episode yet. Yes, we are talking about the best scary movie of all time. Yikes! Don't listen to this one in the dark, or maybe do, if that's what you're into. We're going to get to our picks for the best horror movie of all time and the scariest movie of all time. But first, we're going to run through some fun categories like the best 21st century horror movie, the grossest horror movie, and the best hidden gem horror movie. That's what we're here for. But first, the power of Christ compels me. It's the power of Christ that compels you. To introduce this week's guests, three members of our lovely and talented entertainment team, senior staff writer, the diabolical Dan Jackson, entertainment staff writer, the eerie Emma Stefanski, and last but not least, John Sellers, who runs the entertainment team. This is true. Yeah, you, you <laughs> didn't get it, actually. You can think of your own. I your am Jump Scare John. <laughs> <laughs> jump Scare Johnny. Uh, how's it going, guys? We're ready to get spooky. We're excited. I'm scared. I want to go home. <laughs> Already? <laughs> I'm freaked out. The anticipation is uh, terrifying. You guys are sweating. Is it just hot in here or are you just really terrified? It's the Bloody Mary. <laughs> well, we saw a ghost on the way in, so we're terrified. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it must be said that in true thrillist fashion, we are drinking a little bit 
We have um, a riff on the Bloody Mary. It's actually called the Bloody Maria because we used tequila instead of vodka. Seems like the spookiest cocktail. We didn't have budget for dry ice, so I felt this was best. Is anyone ever really excited when there's like dry ice coming out of a cup? I mean, I loved that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I guess an adult. I haven't adult. seen it since Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's a little unnerving, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how safe it is. I get excited about dry ice. A little bit of smoke, you know. It was always kind of metal. Like you go, you know, there's always that one kid who's like, you know, you can't touch it, right? Your hand's going to fall off. <laughs> but then there's always that one kid who does touch it. Yeah. Well, nothing I, really happens. And I always heard there was like an asthma component to it. I don't know sure. if I have asthma. So I, I think I was Same. always like, stay away <laughs> from the dry, dry ice. ice. I think my mom had warned me away from dry ice. So whenever I see the cocktail, I'm like, that's going to give me an asthma attack. No, thank you. It just triggers. I'm a fellow asthmatic and I've never heard that. And it might be an urban legend. I might yeah. have just made that up. Well, has your asthma gotten better with age? <laughs> Yes, I'm glad we're doing okay. it. <laughs> no, because mine was, has it, and maybe it's been on the oh, dry mine, ice. Yeah, mine is a lot better, yeah. We stayed away from the dry ice. That's good. So I have a question. Do you guys remember the first movie moment that genuinely terrified you? John, what do you think about that? Yes, I do remember this, and I still think about it regularly. It is the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The 70s one. The 70s one. Got it. At the very end of the movie, when... She comes up to Donald Sutherland and goes, hey. And he goes, (gasps) (laughs) freaky. Emma, what do you think? The first moment in film that just terrified you as a kid. In like any film? Because I have, I was scared of not horror when I was a kid. It doesn't have to be. A lot of times it's not. Uh, I mean, I was really the, uh, I guess the sort of close to the end of E.T. really freaked me out when I was little because he's like dying and they're in they like take over their house and they like put the weird fumigation like tunnels all over it. I watched this movie for a class in college and I learned while I was watching it that I had never actually seen the end because I think like my parents like paused it or something and we never watched it to the end. So I like to I I'd stop the movie. I would text my mom. I was like, does E.T. die in the movie? Because I don't want to watch it if he does. And I don't know. I don't remember if he does. And she didn't remember. He gets better. So I learned. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it again. It gets less chalky. It's, it's yeah. good for everyone. He goes home then. Uh, Dan, what scared you as a child or an adult? Just the first thing. that you um, One of the earliest is actually not a uh, movie th- moment, but it was a TV thing. I don't know if you remember the children. It was a kid's TV show called Erie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was an episode about uh, it, parents sleeping in Tupperware containers. And I had this really like, it was like there was a Tupperware salesman and they were s- like sleeping in these giant Tupperware containers and it was like preserving them. And I remember that being like, very unsettling, just the image of a big Tupperware container and someone like sleeping inside of it. And I think it was the first example of the thing that is like, you know, what is often most scary in a horror movie is things that are sort of conventional or like parts mundane, but then put in like a very unconventional context. And that's, I, it would just scare me off Tupperware for forever. Uh, mine is the scene in Pinocchio where they turn into donkeys. Uh. That, as, as a mischievous child myself, that terrified me from a young age. Led to a lifelong fear of donkeys and small children, both. So I'm still stuck in it a little bit. A lot of those what do you think of Donkey from Shrek? I like it. He's a, he's a funny donkey. That donkey works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other one, too, is the witches. The scene where the young lady gets trapped inside a painting for some reason. That just always Yeah, I think me. yeah, paintings are spooky. The scary painting stuff in the It movie really freaked me out. Yeah. Right. That was so frightening. Paintings are scary. Oof. We don't talk about that enough. <laughs> 
Okay, we have a lot to go through, so uh, let's jump into the categories. Before we talk about our picks for best scary movies, we're going to talk about some of the rest. So our first category, let's start with the big one. The Oh Shit Award for Scariest Moment. Uh, let's talk about jump scares. Uh, you called yourself Jump Scare John, <laughs> which I like. I hope that sticks. Oh, sure. I think the jump scares are a little cheap. I know that, you know, a lot of modern horror utilizes them, uses uses jump scares. How do you guys feel? Do you think it's something that, when done well, uh, can actually add to a horror film, or do you just think they're lame? I definitely think that you get something out of them if there's a lot of other good stuff in that movie. Like, it adds to something only incrementally, but if a movie is just trading on jump scares, that movie is a failure. For something like Alien, the jump scares in Alien are so good. And then you get something like A Quiet Place, which has a lot of like fake jump scares. Like you're, they're scared and then, but it's not something to be afraid of, which I hate. And that just sort of, I feel like it's wasting my time. Dan, jump scares, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's like a, you know, it's a, in the toolkit of any horror filmmaker. You, I think there's definitely, we've all seen bad horror movies that rely on jump scares too much where it's like, oh, it's the cat again. You're like, oh, great. Okay. That's, that's, you know, you play the musically loud, the cat jumps out. But I mean, I think, you know, we all remember things like uh, The Sixth Sense when Misha Barton walks by and then all of a sudden she's puking and it's very terrifying. Like, that's a great jump the, scare, yeah, yeah, that that stuff, when it's done well, it can be very effective and can add to the experience of watching a horror movie. Yeah, a good one that might be one of my scariest moments in Seven, which debatably, is it a horror film? Is it not? Whatever. When you think the guy's dead and he jumps up, I don't think I've ever been more terrified. And I wasn't watching it in the theater. I was just watching it at home. Um, That was a great one. Any other truly good jump scares? Jurassic Park has some good jump scares. The Dilophosaurus, like frill screaming at Newman. That's pretty good. You knew the name of the dinosaur. I know a lot about dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, are we going to talk about the scariest moment though? Sure. Well, is it is is your scariest moment a jump scare? One hundred percent, no. Okay. Um, I don't think that they are ultimately scary enough. Basically, they're just visceral scares. Uh, the ones that really get me are the ones you think about for years and years afterwards. Those are the things that are scariest. I, I'm just going to say what my favorite one of those would be is the final shot, I guess, of Blair Witch Project with the kid in the corner mm-hmm. because it makes you think, why is he in the corner? have to think about the entire plot of the movie and he's in the corner because he's gonna die everyone's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> the Blair Witch is there that's why she's there Emma scariest moment I don't know if this is recency bias or whatever but it's from It Follows which is a recent horror movie which I think is quite scary but it's the moment when the really the creature in the form of the extremely tall man walks through the doorway. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see it at first. And then here he comes and it's so, Oh my God, he looks scary. He's so big. He's like, it's like something like you shouldn't be seeing it. And that like, I can't even watch that scene. Like I try to go on YouTube sometimes to like therapy myself by watching it. And I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't look at it. Scared straight. Yeah. I mean, that's a different type of thing where it's like, you know, in, in the original Halloween, you have lots of, they're not necessarily jump scares, but you see, they're kind of like sneak scares. You see Michael Myers mm-hmm. in the background. Would you do those have a name? That that type of uh like a background sort of stuff going Babadook on. Babadook does it a lot too. Yeah, and that's very scary. Where it doesn't like pop out, it doesn't surprise you, but it kind of like hereditary, you mm-hmm. kind of yeah. see Tony Collette. I think also the a movie that I was thinking about when we were talking about this was uh, The Strangers that has a lot of main actor in the foreground, villain in the background yeah. somewhere, and it just becomes unnerving because you can see the uh you know 
the presence of evil in the background, but the, the character is unaware of it. And that's always just a classic way to freak people out. That scene from Hereditary is real good. Tony Collette on the ceiling. Yeah. Because you kind of, I, I saw in the theater and you could kind of hear people actually mm-hmm. seeing her by their gasps. You would I, know them by the sounds of their gasps. When I saw the screening of it, I saw her and I sort of like made a noise and there was a man sitting next to me and he like looked at me <laughs> and he like looked back at the movie and he goes, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Dan, what's your uh, scariest moment? I would go with, um, uh, there's a movie called The Beyond, which is from 1981, which is like an Italian. Lucio Fulci. Yeah, Lucio Fulci movie. It has probably the, just one of the most terrifying endings to a movie that I've ever seen. And I don't know how much I want to describe it because it's basically these characters have gone through this horrible, horrible ordeal throughout the movie. And then they find themselves in this kind of wasteland and they're just wandering around perpetually. And then they go blind and they sort of disappear. And then the movie just kind of ends. And it's one of the bleakest, uh, just, just darkest endings to a movie I've ever seen. And I think like your Blair Witch choice, I think when a movie ends on a particularly just disturbing or haunting image, it, mm. it sticks with you in a big way. Um, so I think that would probably be mine just because it was so vivid and kind of unnerving. I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again when the half-dead grandpa is like sucking the girl's like blood out of her finger and doing like that little dance that he does. (laughs) That's just really unsettling. Um, Also, the end of Rosemary's Baby, it's like the scariest things for me are what you don't see and they do a really good job of of Mm. setting that up. Um, Terrifying stuff. Yeah. What have you done to its eyes? Uh... Okay, next up, the fake puke award for grossest horror movie. Um, this it was the easiest thing for me. It's definitely The Fly. Um, <laughs> there's only one correct answer. That movie is so disgusting. I mean, the grossest part, debatably, is not even when he turns into a fly. It's when he breaks that dude's arm during arm wrestling. The phone <sighs> pops out. So nasty. It's so gross. There's exploding baboons. Um <laughs> There's there's acid vomit. I saw that movie very early. I was like eight years old when I saw that, and it it, it did a number on me. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Grossest horror movie? Grossest horror movie? I would probably have to say uh, Audition. Yes. It's just uh, the sounds. a Takashi Miki movie that is uh, involves a scene of torture that is just really, really graphic yeah. and unpleasant. And there's some slicing and there's some wire work that uh, is very uh, unpleasant to think about. I can already see everyone's faces being <laughs> brought back to this great moment in uh, movie history. Uh, yeah, I mean, Audition, I think, is pretty a pretty standard one where people are like, uh, yeah, that was uh, fucked up. Emma, what grosses you out? Uh, I mean... Hellraiser is really gross. There's, it's the blood and it's the like piercing of hooks through flesh that is yeah. so disgusting. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the scene, John is kind of just moving around. As yeah. soon as I One said Hellraiser, worst, you yeah, I like the word. Flesh. I love Hellraiser because you keep meeting all the new fleshy yeah. bad guys, and each one is more like just grotesque has, than like, the last skin bits like in places they shouldn't be like yeah. even the villains are having a bad time there's all these like, little roles texas chainsaw massacre is also pretty nasty <laughs> it's, it is gross the original and the remakes yeah i don't blood. think i've ever seen the remakes the original is just gross it, it's hillbilly gross which is a whole subcategory of grossness <laughs> uh john is that your gross pick uh, i was actually gonna go with the fly because of the both the noises and the visceral like uh ugh. yeah you know it's Cronenberg, right? 
Yep. Yeah. It's body horror. It's best. It just sticks with you and kind of like, uh, you know, you've just heard the word like, um, what's that word that everyone hates? Moist. Moist. (laughs) Or, um, Hellraiser's very moist. (laughs) Yeah. Hellraiser might be our moistest. (laughs) Or my moistest. Yeah. Yeah. At least of the major franchises. (laughs) Anything with bone being cracked (laughs) and you see it happening. But maybe you don't see the whole thing. You just sort of see a little bit of it. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. When things are bending in the wrong direction. Mm. Now we're just getting into like videos of basketball players getting injured. Oh, <laughs> like, these God. are some of the really grossest thing, horror movies yeah. you can see. Uh, the next category is called Creature Feature. Best movie with a non-human bad person. I guess it's, it's pretty broad. But also I think that this raises an important point. What is a horror movie exactly? Uh, when I was thinking about this, my first thought was Jaws. I love Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously, great creature Jaws is or was, but I don't think Jaws is a horror movie. I don't I don't think you can say it's a scary movie. That would be like, it has scary parts, sure, but you wouldn't say Jurassic Park, for example, is a horror movie. And I kind of think they're kind of action-y blockbusters to me. So what do you guys think? How do you define a horror movie, especially in this context? I think it, it it often depends on uh your interpretation of what the genre is. I personally I don't have a problem with someone saying Jaws is a horror movie. I think I would have a problem with someone saying Jurassic Park is a horror movie because <laughs> it's so it leans so much more into the kind of adventure uh science fiction components of that specific story. There are scenes in Jurassic Park that are as scary as anything in a horror movie, but they it they're arranged in a different way and they have like a different, I think, intent mm. where I do think Jaws for the most part is just kind of about like scaring you and kind of like leveling up the tension as the movie goes where I, I don't know. My memory of Jurassic Park is that it's a little bit, it has a little bit more of a theme park ride component to it. It's um, fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Like a, it's like a lot of dinosaur poo humor in it and Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. It's not a horror uh-huh. movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jaws has a lot of moments of levity, I would say, and a little bit like swashbuckling adventure. It's like a boat adventure movie. Yeah. Let's talk about Cujo. Let's talk about, I mean, just because there's a creature in it doesn't mean it's not a horror movie because that's definitely a horror movie and it's about a, a beast. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> a beast. <laughs> I think Cujo is definitely a horror movie. I don't know. I feel like it's primary, like a horror movie, their primary intent is to scare you. I don't know if Jaws is primary mission is to scare you i think it's a big part of it i feel like there's parts of horror that some people don't consider to be horror i feel like the genre is sort of constantly evolving as well Mm -hmm. um as many of them do right but um there has been this like weird like ongoing sort of argument with people being like well if a movie isn't scary then it's not horror which i don't really think is true it's the alien versus aliens Argument. Mm. Yeah, I think that's actually a, a good boom mm-hmm. distinction. Like aliens being an action movie, alien being a horror movie. It seems yeah, like there's that moments scans. in aliens that are pretty scary. You know, there's a lot, definitely jump scares uh, when the fallen soldier wakes up. <gasps> scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Paul Reiser getting freaked out by the, what do you call that? The chest burster? The tre- yeah. The face hugger. The Zeta. Oh, yeah. yeah. Face okay. hugger. Face hugger. That's good. So it's the alien alien, same creature, different tone, different type of movie. Definitely. Like that was it. a tagline. For then, <laughs> different tagline. Same creature. It's not horror anymore. Uh, New look, same great taste. That's a great creature feature. That I, I think alien actually might be my pick for my favorite creature feature. Yeah. Always scared me. That's a great movie. 
Dan, what do you think? Creature feature? Yeah, I also had the thing down. That's a classic. I love the thing. And it's great because the creature can become part of you, which is uh, yeah. super scary. Um, I would also, I mean, I guess the question is, are, I don't know if zombies count as creature feature. I think creature feature makes me think monster. Uh, so I'm like, zombies, not as much. They're kind um, of creatures, I would say. And vampires yeah. also It is an that. interesting philosophical debate. Like, is something that was once human still human or is it something else? <laughs> Exactly. Mm. And so I, <laughs> part of me is, is tempted to say Dawn of the Dead, but a part of me is like, that's not really a creature feature. And also I would say The Host is a really good kind of creature feature movie. Yes. If yeah. you recently have heard about Parasite and want to check out another great movie by the same director, The Host is very, very good and fits that creature feature creature, creature feature mold feature. Uh, in a big way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that was actually my pick the for host? The Host. It's cool. a, it's a rollicking horror um, monster movie. It is fun. Horror movies can be fun, see? Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. If stubborn shower mold has you miffed, or you're hard-pressed to get rid of hard water buildup, it's high time you kick your so-so cleaning products to the curb. It's time to fight the clean fight with the CLR Clear family of products. CLR Clear knows there's all kinds of dirty which is why they offer products to help you take on messes all around your home. So go on and fight off that countertop crud. Square up with those carpet stains. Go crazy on your garbage disposal gunk. CLR Clear has formulas to help you get the dirty deeds done. Plus, many of their products meet the EPA's safer product standard. So while tough on messes, it's still the safer choice for your family and the environment. Show dirt and grime around your home who's boss with CLR Clear and fight the clean fight. Learn more about the entire product lineup by going to clrbrands.com. If you can plan barbecues and weddings, you can plan to protect yourself from a natural disaster. Sign up for local alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Money can be a daunting subject. Most of us didn't learn anything in school about budgeting, credit cards, or the realities of debt. You probably didn't get much help at home on those fronts either. That's where our show, How to Money, comes in. We want to see you develop financial confidence and crush your money goals. And while most money shows include a whole bunch of jargon, well, you're not going to need a dictionary on hand in order to learn while listening to our show. We talk about student loans firing back up later this year, what to do about insane housing prices, investing in cryptocurrency, and a whole lot more. And we do all of this in a down-to-earth way that actually makes sense. Yeah, it's our goal to give actionable advice that you can implement into your life. And Joel, since you and I were best friends, we like to joke around and have fun with a topic that is typically considered boring. We want to help make money decisions suck less and spur folks on towards creating a bright financial future for themselves and their families. That's right. Before long, you'll be the savviest money nerd in your friend group. And since April is Financial Literacy Month, now is the perfect time to start. Listen to How to Money on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Category number four, the best 21st century horror movie. Uh... I'll give you my pick. I like The Witch, stylized as Vivitch. Uh, Robert Eggers. I just saw his new movie, The Lighthouse. It's also excellent. Uh, it's a movie that just makes you feel gross the entire time. The ASMR stuff at the end. Uh, why don't you know? You guys know what I'm talking about? The Live Deliciously stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like to live deliciously? So good. And scary. I do like the taste of butter too. So 
that's <laughs> that's my pick. I uh, I think it's terrifying, and I just think it's a great movie. Uh, Sellers, what do you think? Twenty first century horror. I mean, can I, we talk about The Witch for a little bit longer? We can, sure. <laughs> um, Black Phillip is legitimately one of the greatest characters in the history of cinema. Yep. Um, even though he's only in it for a brief amount of time. Um, I don't want to spoil it for people, but he's a goat. We have to assume that people <laughs> watch The Witch if they're listening to this. He's got some horns. He does. Wait, John, is The Witch your pick or did you just want to talk about it a little uh, more? The Witch was very close to being my pick, but yeah. I am going to go with a movie called... Drag Me to Hell, okay. a Sam Raimi uh, movie um, that uh, Alison Lohman is in. She's a star. It's uh, it's you know a little bit of comedy horror, gross out. It's Sam Raimi uh, who did you know Evil Dead. Um, it's in that that genre, but it's got twist ending. It's it's got it all. It's very exciting. Exactly. It's loud. I remember that being one of the loudest that movies really I've loud, ever yeah. seen in theater, just <laughs> sitting there and feeling like I'm being like pummeled by like the mixing on it, where right. it's just like every part of it is is like completely uh, in the red or something. It was, but very, very good. That and like The Dark Knight Rises are like the two loudest movies I've seen in theater. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is um, a little South Korean horror movie called a tale of two sisters Ooh. i don't know if any of you guys have seen this movie. i have not wow it's a stumper i guess i win um <laughs> what's it about it is it's really good it's about uh these two young girls they're sisters and they have like this sort of weird like kind of evil stepmother figure there's a lot of like weird uncertainty stuff and there's a huge enormous twist at the end but there's all this like sort of classic like j-horror k-horror stuff where like there's a scene where like there's a tall woman with long hair and a nightgown like being scary uh and it's really freaky so it's very good uh dan what do you think um i would have to go with a, a 2005 movie called the descent oh yes which yeah. is uh, uh directed by this guy neil marshall who uh made some other movie. He made the Hellboy movie this year, which is actually not very good, but The Descent is very good and worth uh, seeking out. It's basically about a group of women who are on a uh, cave spelunking trip. Is that the word? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you're kind of investigating a cave and uh, because it's a horror movie, uh, there are some creepy creatures in the caves who start tracking them down. And I think, again, it's one of those movies where it really works because uh, caves are scary in the first place. So the setting, the, the setup section and the sections where they're just getting lost in these caves are already unnerving enough. And if it was just a movie about uh, a group of women trying to make their way through caves, it would be one of the scariest movies the last uh, 20 years or whatever. But because there's also like a creepy monster in it, it's like takes it up to another level. And I'm uh, not big on caves. My family went to one of them once when I, when I was a kid. We went to like caves in Kentucky and they were unnerving. And uh, this movie, uh, yeah, made me not want to go back to any caves. Yeah, caves are caves are just inherently creepy. Yeah, we need a we need a movie called Stalactite. Stalactite or Stalactite. Uh, which That's, one's the one that I hangs? Actually, which I can, is the I can one handle that, this one. Uh, okay. Easy <laughs> way to remember. Stalactites hang tight to the ceiling. Uh-huh. So those are the ones on the on the roof. Not in some horror movies. They fall yeah. on people. <laughs> well, when they fall, they better. It's just a piece of rock when they're not on the wall. So is this is this movie you're imagining like about a stalactite that is like conscious? It's sentient. Sentient, it's sentient yeah. and it Hunts is people. evil. It just wiggles around up there. Like that thing in the back of your throat. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's gross. I'll give you that. 
This is some good IP. I don't know if you want to put this on a podcast. <laughs> I someone, yeah, someone might uh, <laughs> scoop up. Already there, yeah. Some producer might be yeah. listening yeah. and scoop this well, one out. Owns it now. Stalactite. Hang tight, stalactite. And then the, the sequel. It'll be Thrill's first movie. We're doing podcasts, then we're going to do movies. <laughs> Stalact Fright? Does that work? Uh, no. Uh, That's the no. name of the series overall. Oh, you're right. Stalact okay. Fright. All right. Uh, most underrated, like hidden gems. It doesn't have to be something that people don't like. It could just be something that most people probably haven't seen. Um, I have one. Don't Look Now. Another Donald Sutherland picture. So good. It's so good. It. I actually watched it uh, very recently. It has easily one of the weirdest endings I've ever seen. Also, an incredibly graphic sex scene, which people think was not simulated, I guess, mm. I read. Hmm. It's it's a re- it's really weird. It's really slow paced. But yeah, it's, it's something that most people haven't seen, and I would recommend it. Emma, hidden gem, underrated horror movie. What do you think? Hidden gem. I have a couple um, movies that I thought of for this, and the first one is The Keep, which is a really fun, really weird. People say it's bad. They're wrong. <laughs> um, it's like it's about this big like you know structure hidden in the I guess Eastern Europe during World War II I think and these like people come to the city and sort of try to set up the Nazis come to the city and they you know sort of set up camp there and then they all get sort of like coaxed into this um, the keep and there's like a big creature that lives in it it's really weird all the effects are like extremely old and you know by today's standards, not so good. When was this, uh, like, early 80s? This was, yeah. Uh, my other one is Christine, which is a Stephen King adaptation about the car that kills people, and I love it so much. It's very, like, it's not very scary, but it's kind of sexy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I saw it, like, a few years ago for the first time, and I just, like, haven't stopped thinking about it ever since. So, so Lars, what's your hidden gem, most underrated pick? I'm going to actually say this, and people can disagree with me, but I think that Scream is very underrated. Really? I don't think it's underrated. I mean, it's important to the genre, right? People know, like, Scream, that was like the big 90s slasher movie. I think I get what you mean, though, in that I think Scream has, the style of Scream has kind of fallen out of favor with, like, what people consider, like, cool, like, because, you know, it has all the kind of, like, self-referential, jokey humor. If people like Scream also, I think New Nightmare, the the Freddy Krueger movie that he did before Scream is like another, if you like Scream, New Nightmare is like kind of basically like Scream, but for the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And it's a lot of fun. It also kind of, ta- New Nightmare is weird. It takes it to like the next level where um it is about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. Well, you call that meta, I guess. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's a, it's a meta textual film, you know. Uh, very weird. I, kind, of, kind of to your point, one thing, I love The Sixth Sense and people talk about it all the time. I actually think it's a little underrated just at, I think it's like one of the better films of the past 20 years. Um, not only in horror, just overall. That one's one of those that's like been memed so much that like people don't really think about the movie anymore. They just think about like the twist. Right. But you think about it a lot. You do. also got that great quote. Yeah. Um, I, I see dead people. <laughs> yes. At that, I, and that has been memed so much. I feel like that quote just kind of has outlived the fact that Sixth Sense is a really great movie. The same thing happened to me when I, I recently watched um, Seven, which has the What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? Oh, what's in the box? Which is so sad. It's like horrifying and sad because it's yeah, yeah. But now everyone's like, oh, what's in the box? Yeah, like, like so funny. Yeah. Fun of it. It's like, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> not as funny as you remember. Yeah, led to the rise of unboxing videos and goop. Some would say. Moving on. <laughs> Good hidden gems there, actually. <clears throat> Next up. Funniest scary movie. This will kind of echo our final uh, Act Three category because I feel like they're 
there's two things going on here. There's the funniest scary movie and the best funny scary movie, which is definitely a subgenre. Emma, what do you think? I don't know. I have two for this and I can't pick between them. And they're both kind of different. The first one is Shaun of the Dead, which is more funny than scary, I think. I don't really think it's that frightening. I guess it's still a horror movie. I don't know. But it's, you know, I I still watch it sometimes and I love to love to laugh at all the weird little like visual jokes in it. Um, but my other pick is Get Out because I feel like the humor in that movie is very daring and it's doing something that I've never seen before, um, which is like, you know, make sort of this horror movie about, you know, racism in America and like make that kind of funny in a way yeah. <laughs> it's weird it's like hard to talk about but um I laughed a lot in that movie at stuff that I didn't expect like to think was funny when I saw that in theaters people were laughing yeah and screaming the entire time it's a great movie to see in theaters because like you're everyone's reacting to every part of it yeah. there was a woman sitting in front of me who just started to like narrate it because she got so freaked out <laughs> that she was like all right well I gotta just talk through it now yeah, the there, there are moments that are so uncomfortable, they become mm. funny. Mm -hmm. uh, like the close-up, I forget her name, of the actress, the maid, who ends up being the grandma, her face, where they just yes. hold on her. She's like 30, 45 seconds. That that ends up being funny, and it makes people laugh, just because I think they were so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, the whole, like, the party that they have with all the people who are just saying very stereotypey like, stuff, and you're just like, oh, God, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's funny. Dan, what do you think? I'm going to go with Young Frankenstein. I just feel like Young Frankenstein is basically a comedy. It's a parody, but it's such a good parody. If you go back and watch it, like, it, you know, he nails the look of those old monster movies. And it's just really, really funny. Um, it's kind of the obvious pick, I suppose. And there are other ones. Like, obviously, I love Shaun of the Dead. Like, there are plenty. But, like, I think Young Frankenstein is probably the one I would go with. Best horror villain. Let's say you're at a sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. What do you least want to see coming out of the woods That's towards great, your cabin? Great thought I'm, experiment. I'm thinking, a I'm, thinking <laughs> I'm thinking a dude, a, a creep in a mask and with a, with a machete. That, yeah. That'd be, that'd be freaky. My pick for scariest thing to emerge from a misty wood would be a bunch of undead Victorian dressed children. Of course. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just awful. Um, Emma, both of those questions, best horror villain and who would you least like it to see emerge from a wood? Emerge from a wood. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, I used to be really afraid of wolves. I would like refuse to go to sleep because I thought they were under my bed. Um, so I feel like like one wolf. How, how tall was your bed? <laughs> they were little wolves. Okay. They, maybe there was like a, a dimension tiny, tiny under my bed. <laughs> yeah. Family of wolf puppies living under your bed. <laughs> so scary um yeah they i was they were yeah so i don't i don't want to see any sort of creature coming out of the woods <laughs> well none yeah none is ideal yeah uh oh but, what about nuns nuns like, from like the nun <laughs> that would be out of the scary woods. yeah decrepit be, nuns religious stuff always are they singing out. or is this like a sister <laughs> act situation or are they kind of quiet nuns who's your favorite horror villain the best horror villain beetlejuice okay He's not like scary, Ghost but I most. love him. He's kind of scary. He's a little scary. He's, he's bad. definitely nefarious. Can yeah, I, he does bad things. Can he's I just tricky. Say one thing about the Beetlejuice stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't get mad. It is a horror movie, <laughs> sort of, but it's really a comedy. Uh, yeah, it's totally not a horror movie. I'm I'm with you on uh, on anti Beetlejuice Island. 
Wow. <laughs> Population so, too. Yeah, so we have, yeah. yeah we have, mean, we're fun. coming out of the woods right <laughs> yeah. now with our Beetlejuice shouldn't be on a horror insane. movie podcast. <laughs> It's, it's uh, scary for kids. If you're a kid, you're watching that. I'm it's out. a horror comedy. Comedy horror. Or are we going to split hairs here? I don't know. When they take their faces apart, that's scary. I respect your pick, Emma. Thank you. No At problem. least somebody does. <laughs> We're on Beetlejuice Island over here. <laughs> that's more of a peninsula. Uh, best horror villain, Dan? Um... I I'm really I'm really a big fan of Michael Myers, but I do think like the more you watch the Halloween movies, maybe the some of the mythology stuff they introduce is so uh, bad that maybe I'm I'm a little more inclined to say Freddy Krueger because of that in some mm. ways because I think Freddy Krueger is like the fact that he can go into your dreams and then. Uh, create chaos. I think Freddy Krueger, like the combination of the look, what he's got, first of all, he has the best outfit. I mean, I'm partial <laughs> to Jason or, uh, you know, Michael Myers' jumpsuit. Yeah. It's a very like, you know, it's a good look. Um, but I think the sweater that Krueger has and his little uh, fancy hat, uh, his cool glove. His I don't know. Cool I, glove. I think he's, just got, he's, got, he's got a nice fit, right? Like uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, he looks good. Those are like, the very popular, the blockbuster villains, I would say. I think we're thinking like, you know, the big canonical ones. I mean, yeah, of course there are other like more obscure ones in horror movies. But I think sure. when you say horror villain, like I'm thinking of maybe four or five things. All the like, boys. All those boys just sort of run together for me. They are a lot I get of boys. Them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all Michael, Jason, Freddie. Just yeah. boys. Beetlejuice, apparently. Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, what about the the ring girl though? Samara. Samara, she's, she's great. Scary. Yeah. Crawling out of TVs. Very the, Yeah, The Ring is one of those movies that fucked me up really bad and uh, is very scary. Most definitely. Okay, uh, kind of going along the Jason and Michael Myers route, we have the Norman Bates Award for Best Slasher Movie. It's called that because I think Psycho might be the first, or if not the first, at least, what kind of defined the genre early on, uh, Psycho as a slasher movie. Uh, what is this? What is a slasher movie? Gotta get slashed in it. Is that all you need? Just I guess one it's slashing? like a lot of knife work, maybe. Yeah. Like Blade more work. than usual. Blade work. Blade work. Yeah, Blades right. of different types. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like, is definitely a slasher. And there's, yeah, yeah. It's a chainsaw, you know? True. Not blades. many knives in that. Yeah, blades. Blood. Like um, over the top. And, and blood. And blood. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, murders taking place. There's usually have to be like, it has to be a someone, not a super high body count, but there has to be a body count, I think. Like, mm. you know, it can't be just a like a ghost a haunting story often there's not a very high body count because it's just kind of like oh there's a ghost in the house and what's happening texas chainsaw massacre the original i think it's my favorite slasher by yeah. those john what do you think i mean it's it's hard to beat the texas chainsaw massacre but i'm gonna go with halloween the original all right it uh, just has the menace that i'm looking for in a slasher uh, movie and the music and um the closet scene what happens which closet scene there's a knife that comes through the closet while she's hiding yeah, in Jamie it Curtis's. and turns on the light yeah accidentally it's <gasps> terrible what's the most recent good slasher movie i mean it follows as in a slasher movie but it's it has a lot like of a the similar type of um mm-hmm. somebody hunting basically right um there's the rob zombie uh remakes of halloween and you know um so maybe, maybe those definitely, again, like, I think it's like, like when we were talking about a scream, that's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit. It's not the most like on trend, uh, micro genre of horror at the moment, but it'll come back. I mean, that's the thing with the slasher. They always rise from the dead <laughs> and they come after you. Just when you think they're gone. Yeah. Indestructible. Dan Slasher. 
favorite one? I'm just going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I do think it's like worth it. I mean, there's a yeah. reason why we're all saying it. Yeah. It's because it, it rules. Texas right. it's, it also like is very, the thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the first like, I don't know, maybe like 45 minutes are like basically like this weird movie about like hippies hanging out or like kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like young people hanging out and it, it looks beautiful, but it has yeah. this real texture to it. That's like the lights coming in and everything, you know, it, it, you spend time with them in this really interesting way. And then it just turns into this totally disturbing kind of portrait of this bizarre family and then the killings start happening and yeah it just it works texas chainsaw massacre is a classic i think for a reason okay we ran through a lot we're going to take a quick break and then go over our picks for the best scary movie of all time right after these support for this podcast comes from clr clear if stubborn shower mold has you miffed or you're hard pressed to get rid of hard water buildup it's high time you kick your so-so cleaning products to the curb it's time to fight the clean fight with the CLR Clear family of products. CLR Clear knows there's all kinds of dirty, which is why they offer products to help you take on messes all around your home. So go on and fight off that countertop crud. Square up with those carpet stains. Go crazy on your garbage disposal gunk. CLR Clear has formulas to help you get the dirty deeds done. Plus, many of their products meet the EPA's safer product standard. So while tough on messes, it's still the safer choice for your family and the environment. Show dirt and grime around your home who's boss with CLR Clear and fight the clean fight. Learn more about the entire product lineup by going to clrbrands.com. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, guys, it is Bobby Bones from the Bobbycast, Nashville's most listened to music podcast. In-depth interviews with your favorite country artists. They tell stories behind the biggest songs in country music and share personal stories that you won't hear anywhere else. Reba, Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs, Dan and Shay, Kelsey Ballerini, and more. Long form and all from the comfort of my own home, so it gets a little more laid back. I also talk with the biggest songwriters and producers in Nashville to find out about the process and how it goes from being an idea in a writing room to a song that you hear on the radio. And if you're looking for new music, I share my top five new music releases on every week's episode. So if you love country music, I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. And there are so many episodes to binge, literally hundreds. Listen to new episodes of The Bobby Cast every Friday on the Nashville Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so this one's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have two final picks. One is going to be the scariest movie of all time and then the best scary movie of all time because I think they're two different things. I'll go first, and I can talk about my two picks together. I think the scariest movie of all time for me is The Exorcist, and I think the best scary movie of all time is Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Neither of them uses jump scares like we were talking about or even those sneak scares either, Uh, and that's kind of big. I think they just present two genuinely horrifying shocking uh suffocating ideas that are really scary and they execute them very well uh i was subjected to two decades of catholic school 
So these religious themes hit hard for me. Uh, the Exorcist is still super shocking, I think. I watched it a few days ago, and my girlfriend had to literally take a Xanax when she watched it. And that was made like 50 years ago. Um, and I remember seeing it for the first time was like an event for me. On the flip side, Rosemary's Baby, which I think is the best scary movie. I just think it's a perfect movie. I don't think I would change anything. I would say it's terrifying. It sticks with you. It creates this bleak, weirdly beautiful world. And aside from the demon baby stuff, which is obviously terrifying, I think that the scarier thing is that notion it presents where like, you can't trust anyone. Even your partner will gaslight you. It's hard to go wrong with those. Yeah. Um, who wants to go? Emma? Okay. Uh, well, first, I guess the scariest movie. And I, I don't know. Well, I'll just say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a series we haven't talked about yet, which is Paranormal Activity. Ooh. I feel like they're not really you know, looked at as, as very good anymore, probably because of all the sequels have sort of ruined everything for everyone. But I think the first Paranormal Activity is legitimately the most scary thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see it in a theater. I watched it in a house and the movie takes place in a house. That's true. It's all just like one, what, like two rooms. And it's just, yeah, people like doing the exact wrong thing. Uh, a woman who's in a relationship with a man who doesn't listen to her and um, things pulling your feet under the covers of your bed. I do. Oh my God. Always I, a big fear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, couldn't sleep with my feet out of the covers for a while after that. I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> I don't ever want to watch it again, but <laughs> um, it was really frightening. And I guess best scary movie, best horror movie. It's hard for me to do this because I always want to pick like my favorite, which maybe isn't the best, but I think I am going to go with my favorite, which is the thing. Mm. I think the thing is just, it's, scary and it's also like incredibly rewatchable it's like very fun um it's sort of gross you know it has everything <laughs> it has like evil people and evil creatures and um i love kurt russell yeah it's got it's good beards good great beards a, kurt great russell's got icy a great beards. big icy beard and yeah. there's a lot of snow in it too yeah. which is again i think like Snow is definitely one of the uh, scariest weather things. Very and, true. You know, for Who sure. knows how that yeah. works? Obviously, like, The Shining has a lot of snow. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Let the right one in. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about that. That's great. Blood in the snow. Great. Yeah. yeah. So good. And uh, I think the the dog in the thing is the scariest dog I've ever seen in a movie, too, because it, the way that they like have it sort of just walk and then stand and look, it's so scary. So, yeah. The thing. My pick. Okay. Love that movie. Sticks with you. Dan. So I would say for the scariest horror movie, uh, not if you've listened to any of this podcast so far, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to surprise you when I say Halloween is the scariest <laughs> horror movie ever made. It's yeah. it's it's amazing. Uh, I mean, I think John Carpenter is probably like my favorite of the big horror movie directors. Um, you know, obviously The Thing, also another great John Carpenter movie, but like. Yeah, Halloween is just the scariest one. My best horror movie pick, um, like Emma, I was kind of debating a favorite fest. I don't know. Just it's like uh, I'll I'll go with it. I'm like uh, I would say Videodrome is probably my uh, the best horror movie. Um, we haven't talked too much about David Cronenberg, and like yeah. that's David Cronenberg along with John Carpenter, two great directors. Um, Videodrome is this movie made with James Woods that is about a guy basically. Uh, dealing with a, uh, a, a sort of mysterious television company uh, that starts to kind of mess with his mental well-being and he starts to have these hallucinations. And it's just, it's very heady. There's a lot of interesting ideas in it. And it's just a 
but it's also really creepy. So it's kind of like hits both those things. It's very kind of like uh, intellectual in some ways and it deals with these big ideas. And then there are just images in it of like, you know, a flesh gun or someone reaching out of the TV or someone yeah. sticking their hand in their own stomach that are just completely vivid and stick with you. So that would be my pick for the best horror movie of all time. Mr. Sellers? So we haven't talked about found footage too much. Mm-hmm. We also haven't talked about movies that employ Rube Goldberg devices as a means of execution. Um, a huge final, genre. Final Destination being the uh, biggest. Um, those movies do not scare me at all. I, I was going to say, I was like, wait, are you like, Final Destination is, is the scariest horror movie of <laughs> all they're time. They're very entertaining and they, they're the types of things that you just, you know, I think about them. I, I probably think about Final Destination more than any other movie just because whenever I see something that could potentially kill me if I accidentally fall, uh-huh. I always think of that movie. That was the way of answering this where these are not my scariest moment movies yeah. at all, but I, I am going to go with one. That is a uh, type of that movie, and it's Saw. I Ugh. for some reason I th- I feel like Emma brought this up. It was where I saw it and when I was living in the downstairs apartment, which was actually technically the basement, but just barely. You could still see the street. Yeah, that's gross. But I always thought that something bad was going to happen there, <laughs> and so I saw that movie in the in the bright daylight, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe it was when Shawnee Smith comes out of the it just gets that guy in the apartment. Maybe it was when the dead body in the room wasn't dead at all. Mm. For some reason, it just it just gave me this like terror. And I think part of it is movies that scare me the most, and I think are scariest in general, are the ones that you feel like could happen to you if some diabolical mind wanted it to, you know, willed it to to exist. Um, and I'm into games, so I could see that being kind of hey, you know, I could, you would inadvertently somebody sign trick, up because somebody could trick me. Yeah, you would sign up for it. Then. Yeah, same with escape room. I am a mark uh, for one of these horror people. Please uh, do not do this to me. Anyone who's listening to this, yeah, um, yeah, future jigsaw killers listening to this podcast. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing. The little clown. Yeah. Scary. That's scary. Very scary. scary stuff. So, um, you know, it's also got Danny, uh, you know, Danny Glover in it. He's scary. He's scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, it's got twists and stuff. That's probably the scariest one just in terms of, you know, when I saw it. But, uh, you know, I agree with Halloween. That, that one's just a, that is the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, what, what Dan was saying about like the suburban part of it, like you could, if you live in the suburbs and you grew up in the suburbs, you can, t- you can totally see something like that kind of like happening and you're in your kitchen and all of a sudden somebody sneaks up behind you or whatever, you know, like the, these, these moments of, of extreme terror. Definitely. Um, I find like since like living alone, I've been more like um, affected by like home invasion stuff or like I, you know, as a kid, I never really had to worry about that. Cause like my parents, you know, were the ones who had to worry about whether the doors were locked and everything. But now I like, you know, live in my own place and, uh, whenever I watch them like the strangers or something, I'm just like, Oh my God, what if they're coming for me? Yeah. I also want to quickly give a shout out to movies where no one believes the person who's being victimized. Those are the scary, those scary. Ones, those things are yeah. really, really awful. Totally. And, Rosemary's know, baby. Again, yeah. even the exorcist to some degree, she has yeah. to fight. She has and to it, fight to get an exorcist. So the best scary movie for me is not a horror movie in, in, I guess most people's definition, but I think it is legitimately frightening and uh, it is Mulholland Drive. 
Okay. And that I, I would never, you know, I wouldn't want to get in the fight of whether it's a horror movie or not. It's really just about what is the scariest movie for, you know, what is the best scary movie, right? Movie that scares me. Uh, that, and it's got some incredible, you know, it's got the, the cowboy who's, who's just like, you know, delivering these like lines, like in a deadpan way that are, you know, you, you basically will do what I'm telling you. Otherwise these things will happen. And he gives like an omen type of thing. Speaking of the omen. Yeah. The omen's another one. I don't I like never that talked one. about that. I, I just don't think it's Damien. It, it's very, if you watch it, it does not hold up. The scene behind the, um, the restaurant, uh, is the thing that I, you know, it's just the most terrifying image I've ever seen in my life. I know. And it is a jump scare. It is. But yeah. it, it's just, it, 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 just the, whatever it is, is, uh, is the, is the crazy part of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised Lynch didn't come up sooner because those, those kind of toe the line too. They're like psychological thrillers, but that dumpster scene is really one of the most scared I've ever been watching a film. Yeah. And it's not even, <laughs> if you think about it and you explain it, it's not that scary. It takes place in broad daylight yeah. behind a, a restaurant that's crowded. It's just a dirty guy, really. We probably see dirtier people it on our commute to work. It is a woman in real life. Is that true? Yeah. Maybe that's why it's so creepy. <laughs> Women are creepy. so scared. Yeah, they <laughs> terrify me. Can confirm. This was a lot of horror we talked about. Are, do you think we're any clearer on what's a horror movie and what's not now that we've finished this? <laughs> Absolutely. I think so, too. Any movie we talked about. Yeah, including Beetlejuice. That's a stamp of approval. Yeah, I was going to bring up the birds. We didn't really talk about a lot of Hitchcock. No Hitchcock. We talked about Psycho, but... Psycho's the one that I feel like is definitely horror. Birds, I guess, too, though. Oh, Birds birds is totally a horror movie, yeah. I I think Vertigo's pretty horror. I mean, whenever I see a cluster of birds (laughs) rocking around New York City, you know, like, I'm thinking... Anything could happen. Birds. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Well, also... Imagine a bunch of birds coming out of the woods. (laughs) Owls. We also... Owls are pretty, pretty... Scary. Um, what if what if birds, but all owls? <laughs> They're a lot bigger than. That's the remake. I'm giving away these. I ideas. know you're giving yeah, away these really great good. ideas. I <laughs> can just owls. picture some producer listening to this right now, <laughs> and he's like, "Ooh, owls! Write that down." He's telling his assistant, "Like, get on it. We need a. I need a script for owls, owls next week. Movie. And owls. <laughs> we'll yeah. be really mad soon when owls is like the big hit, and you know, like John Krasinski is the star of owls." <laughs> Yes. And we're like, we knew it, Krasinski. You listen to this podcast, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, we'll come after him. This is great. I feel spooky. I actually feel a little bit better. I felt spookier coming in. And now that we talked it out, I feel I feel pretty good. I'm not scared anymore. No. I'm going to scare you all by saying Candyman. <laughs> oh. Great movie. Yeah. Look scary. in the mirror and say that. Gross. Scary. You have to say his name a few times in the mirror. Yeah. Like Bloody Marys, which we're drinking. I'm almost done with mine. All right. Cheers. I will see you guys. Hey, where can people find you on the internet? This is important. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Daniel V. Jackson. Follow me for my great tweets. Also, if you like all my uh, Halloween takes, I did. I wrote, I ranked the Halloween movies for Thrillist.com last year. So if you want to read more of my obnoxious Halloween thoughts, I would say go read that article. I think it's pretty good. Perfect. Uh, and I'm on Twitter as well as Stefabski. It's my last name with a typo in it. <laughs> um, Intentional. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I meant to do that completely. High concept. Yeah, and if you want to hear what I say even further, for some reason, at Wolfel on Twitter, uh, at that Thrillist guy, new handle on Instagram. Yeah, the big Instagram account. Go for it, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> and check out thrillist.com slash entertainment for such articles like the seventy five best horror movies of all time and the best horror movies of twenty nineteen. The horror never ends at Thrillist; it just keeps going. Tune in next week. 
next Thursday, we'll be talking, we'll be totally switching gears and talking about craft beer. Should be fun. Yeah. Spooky craft beer? Uh, a couple are pretty spooky. The labels are very terrifying, <laughs> actually. All right. All right. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So everything you just heard is a group effort, and none of it would have been possible without our amazing and talented team. Our executive producer on the Thriller side helped us shape this content, Bison Messick. Big thanks. Over on the Group 9 side, we have Brett Kushner, David Zwick, and Emily Feld. They really tied the project together. Megan Kirsch and Ocean McAdams steer the ship over at Thrillist. They're my bosses. And our executive producer at iHeartRadio, Mangesh Hatsukudor, really helped out too. Big thanks, Mangesh. Most importantly, thank you so much to my podcasting partner in crime, our producer, Molly Scholson. She did a great job keeping everything in line, taking copious notes. Thanks, Molly. Uh, we also want to thank Jeremy Schmidt for editing this episode and Ernie Indradot for mixing. Thanks, everyone. So if you liked what you heard, please rate us five stars across all platforms and share with your friends. It matters. Our jobs literally depend on it. Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. For the annoying mess you're facing down in your home, you can fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Battle against calcium buildup. Go toe-to-toe with toilet scum. Duke it out with disposal rot. The entire line of powerful formulas works hard to vanquish dirt, grime, and deposits all around your home. So KO the crud. Fight the clean fight with CLR Clear. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. The wait is over. Bridgerton Season 2 has arrived on Netflix, which means we're also back with another season of Bridgerton the Official Podcast. Follow along episode by episode as we revisit memorable moments on and off screen and discover hidden Easter eggs with some of your favorite actors and directors from season two. Jack Murphy is teaching Eloise how to dance. And he's going, and a one and a two. That's Jack? Yeah! Listen to Bridgerton the Official Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katherine Townsend, host of the true crime podcast, Hell and Gone. On October 30th, 2015, the Little Rock Police Department searched an abandoned car in a small residential park. The car belonged to 18-year-old Ebby Stepak. Ebby had vanished without a trace. I'm back in Arkansas, trying to find out what really happened to Ebby Stepak. Listen to Hell and Gone on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.